Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log Podcast. I am your host, the People's Sportscast, Alex Anderson. NBA action, round one, game one. My and your LA Lakers taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. And it is the Lakers on the road who upset the Memphis Grizzlies. Final score, 128-112. The Lakers ended the game on a 15-0 run. And suddenly, the world is stunned. But I am not stunned because I, the prophet, a.k.a. the people's sportscaster, made a TikTok. You could follow me at Sports Opinion Log. I had detailed how and why the Lakers can and will beat the Memphis Grizzlies. Because this is the best chance that they potentially have to get to an NBA Finals. Which I will talk about more in depth in a minute. But the ignorant masses and the sheeple who bray like the mindless cattle that they are. The Laker haters laughed when the team was 0-5. Laughed when the team was 2-10. Nationwide sports leader their so-called analysts, their so-called experts know nothing. I never wavered and kept the faith. And as a result, the Lakers have a 1-0 lead in this first round best of seven series against the Memphis Grizzlies, which in all likelihood looks to be over because John Morant, a player who I've called a superstar, the most electrifying man in the NBA, wanted to go for a nationwide sports-leading highlight reel over Anthony Davis, wound up falling and re-aggravating a hand injury, and he did not return. But while the Lakers were dumping the Grizzlies on that 15-0 run, the last... 10 points were (laughs) by dunk. Austin Reeves, 23 points, 14 in the fourth quarter. Rui Hashimura, 29 points, 11 of 14 from the field, 5 of 6 from 3. His 21 points came in the second half. 52 points alone from Austin Reeves and Rui Hashimura. But again, I am not surprised. Because like I've been saying this entire season, if Darvin Ham would give Rui Hashimura more playing time, it would equal dividends for the Lakers. And which it did. Let me check the box score real quick. The box score will tell me that LeBron James had 21 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. Again, Hashimura with 29 points. Total dominance, six rebounds. Anthony Davis suffering an injury before the first, before halftime to his arm. And of course, social media immediately goes crazy on Anthony Davis. Trending was damn AD and street clothes. <laughs> you know, these sheep in social media have no respect for what it takes to be an NBA player. Well, Anthony Davis, 22 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 7 blocks. And again, Austin Reeves, 
23 points. <laughs> Such dominance. All I could do is laugh. 23 points, 8 of 13 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, shouting that I'm him as he's crossing over and hitting jumpers. At one point, he had this shooter's touch, you know, the kind where the ball rolls across the rim, goes into the air, then falls into the net. Yeah, it was uh, actually that kind of day for the Lakers. Long overdue, but I'm definitely glad I'm here for it, and I'm glad I got to see it. Anthony Davis, the stat line I had just read on him, 20-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, and 5-plus blocks in the playoff game. He is only the fourth Laker in franchise history, modern era, 50 years to have recorded that kind of stat line. He joins Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, and Pal Gasol. Put some respect on the name of Anthony Davis. And in case you missed the original stats, 22 points, 12 rebounds, 3 steals, 7 blocks, 10 of 17 from the field. He attacked the paint and Jaron Jackson. Love to see it. Rui Hashimura. I had just talked about this young man and the points that he dropped. 29 points. It's the most points off the bench in Lakers franchise history. Respect the game. Respect the history that's being made and that you are seeing. The last time that happened was Magic Johnson back in 1996 when he had 25 points off the bench in a playoff game. Imagine the thought of Magic Johnson coming off the bench, right? But it happens. Sometimes you have to sacrifice for the team, which is what he did. And as for Austin Reeves, well, again, those 14 points that he was dropping in the fourth quarter on the Memphis Grizzlies, Austin Reeves became just the third Laker in the last 25 seasons to finish five of five from the field or better in the fourth quarter of a playoff game, joining Kobe Bryant against the Spurs in 2002 and Shaquille O'Neal against the Pacers in 2000. Like I've said before, you do not want to see this LA Laker team in the playoffs. That's what I was telling people. General Manager Rob Palenka, who retooled the team, was waiting in the tunnel to greet his acquisitions, or his teammates, I should say. Meanwhile, blustery Stephen A. Smith going off about how the Lakers are done if Anthony Davis doesn't come out to play in the second half. No worries, Nick fan. No worries. <laughs> Mind your team. Because the Cavs, sadly, allowed the Knicks to get a road win that they shouldn't have gotten. But that'll be for another podcast episode because I'm just talking about the Lakers in particular in regards to this. I would also like to wish a happy birthday to the legendary Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. A happy 76th birthday to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 19-time NBA All-Star, 6-time NBA Champion, 6-time NBA MVP, and the 75th 
anniversary team member. You know, it's crazy though that as I'm saying all of this, that I no longer am saying the NBA's all-time leading scorer because that now belongs to LeBron James. But there's more props to give Kareem. Two-time Bill Russell NBA Finals MVP, NBA Rookie of the Year 1969 to 1970, 10 times All-NBA First Team, five-time NBA All-Defensive First Team, NBA All-Rookie First Year Team 1969-70, two-time NBA Scoring Champ, four-time NBA Blocks Champion, NBA Rebounds Champion 1975-76. So that's pretty wild, pretty crazy, the illustrious career of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So that was going to initially be my in closing, but I actually have something else to talk about in regards to my in closing. In closing, last night, game one, Warriors taking on the Kings, which is an instant classic because it's their first home playoff win since 2006 and they defeat the Warriors 126-123 final score De'Aaron Fox Malik Monkham Kentucky boys doing what they do best they combine to drop 70 points on the Golden State Warriors the NBA's defending champions and you know initially I was happy for the Kings because they needed that victory more than the Warriors do or did at this point. De'Aaron Fox had 38 points, 29 points in the second half, and they call him fourth quarter Fox. So that was definitely a game that any sport fan, time permitting of course, should have caught that game. Because them boys came to play. And being the sports historian, I do have to note it in the annals of sports history that they become the first pair of college teammates since Clyde the Glide Drexler and Hakeem Olajuwon to drop 30 plus points in the playoff game. Malik Monk, he had 32. Again, fourth quarter Fox had 38. But sadly, this game was upstaged because E-40 was ejected and he cites racial bias. Again, you can find me on TikTok at Sports Opinion Log. When you could see security for the Kings telling E-40 that he had to go, and mind you, he was ejected in the fourth quarter Right, So he missed a very exciting and thrilling up and down game until the very end. So security at Golden One Center told him that he had to leave his courtside seats. In case some of you are too young to notice, E-40 is a Bay Area hip-hop legend and an entrepreneur. But from what I saw in regards to the video 
of E-40 being escorted out was that he was the only man of color amongst all those white folks who were laughing and screaming and jeering. E-40 said that he was pretty much uh, being heckled by a white woman the majority of the game and that when he, in a courteous manner, asked her to stop, well, that's when security was brought and security was led to believe that he was the instigator and that he was at fault. That's crazy. So you could see by the video, at least I saw, the hurt in the eyes of E-40. I believe that there was also chance of the white fans, of course. You know, this is honestly sports gentrification at its finest, which is why I find it so upsetting because no matter how successful, no matter how made it in life you think you are, there will always be a white devil to bring you, I don't want to say back to reality because sadly the reality is the racism that people of color have to deal with when engaging with white folks. There's a claim that he was blocking the view of fans behind him. E-40 is a legend who is always sitting courtside at Warriors games. Even went with the team to the White House when they went to celebrate winning the title last season. You know, I would hope that this will turn out to be the curse of E-40 on the Sacramento Kings. I personally had decreed that the Warriors, being NBA defending champions, would beat them in six. They're currently down 1-0. But E-40 is not a rebel rouser. That man is not a troublemaker. He's a Warrior fan amongst Sacramento King fans. So that dynamic sounds very realistic to me that he's being heckled by white people, in particular a white woman, and then when he addresses her, it leads to him getting escorted out. Uh, Again, there were chants of them saying 40 water, because again, E-40 being an entrepreneur, He does have a food and beverage brands of his. And the sad part is, you know, to quote uh, the great Kanye West, even when they see you in a bend, you're still a Negro. Or maybe I could say it, right? Because I am a man of color, so I get that passed. Even when they see you in a bend, you're still a nigga. And it's sad because, again, the Sacramento Kings are in the playoffs for the first time in over 20 years. Their first round playoff tickets are the most in NBA history. The average ticket is over $600. So I'm sure an accomplished hip-hop, rap legend, entrepreneur, E-40, he's just going about living his life enjoying his day, supporting his team, and gets to be publicly 
humiliated by white people, sports gentrification at its finest. Really, Negro, we'll show you what's up. Let's get your ass up out of here. And again, Bay Area legend. Come on now. E-40 doesn't even get the benefit of the doubt. He gets security standing around him. And again, I'm watching the footage on TikTok and you see the white people pointing, screaming, jeering behind security because that's how white people roll. They always want to get security or law enforcement and then they add the insult to injury by continuing to mouth off and none of them get ejected. But again, the legendary E-40 gets shown the door. And again, that's the damning part, Sacramento. First time in the playoffs in over 20 seasons. Bay Area legend E-40 gets shown the door. If you do or don't know, Google Little B, the base god, curse. And tell me what you see. Because I for sure hope that this will start the curse of E-40 that will hover over the Sacramento Kings for how they treated him in game one. Will he be there in game two? I don't know. There's no confirmation on it. I'm sure the media will be ready to see and hover over his seats to see if he's in attendance. But I hope that he comes back for game two. Because again, those are his courtside seats, but then I'm sure he'll join the Warriors back when they return home at the Chase Center I, caught, I saw a TikTok of him and his lady uh, going, and then, you know, it said E40 sitting courtside. Just living the life, man. Being a sports fan. But instead, he gets ridicule and embarrassment because white folks, once again, hating on a, success, on a successful black man just trying to enjoy the game. Sacramento Kings franchise, organization, fan base, I'll let it be known, y'all are trash, you don't deserve E-40, and you definitely don't deserve any future championship glory, which you're not going to get anyway, because it's your first time making the playoffs, again, in over 20 years, so when the Warriors do eventually send you home, you can go back to square one. Until next time, sports fans nationwide, thank you very much for tuning in, Lex Anderson, signing out. Booyah, E-40.